Thanks for joining us for another God-inspired message from C3 Church Monash. Connect with us online at c3monash.org.au and we hope you enjoy today's message. Wow, what an incredible time we've had already this morning, God's presence. Man, God is just visiting us in power here today. Who can feel the presence of God is in this place, in the house of God? That's just incredible. Hey, let's just pray. We're not done yet. God still wants to speak to us. God wants to add another layer of what He's already done in you this morning. Heavenly Father, we love you so much. Lord Jesus, you are God. Oh, we worship you in this place. We thank you for every moment that we have that is so precious with you. God, moments of communion are so precious. Moments of worship are so precious. In this short life that we live on this earth, God, we thank you for every moment. God, the Word, your Word is a precious thing to us. And every moment spent in it is just of such value. And so as we come around your Word this morning, for the next 20, 30 minutes, God, as we just open our ears to hear, our eyes to see, our hearts to receive, I pray that you will just continue to speak in power in this time that is so valuable to us. So we give you all the honour and the glory in advance for what you have done in our lives. God, what you're doing today in this moment, what you're doing today for our future. So Jesus, come now again in power. Continue to speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Come on, yes, give God a clap offering. Thank you, worship team. What an incredible atmosphere you always bring to the house of God. Thank you, Jesus. Awesome. Hey, so we are continuing our preaching series, our three-month series on the book of Joel. Who has enjoyed this three-month series? Anyone out there? Only a couple more weeks. We've talked about repentance. We've talked about restoration. And now it's time to talk about getting ready to work, reaping. Um, when I am asked me what uh, the theme was, I told her that it's ready to work. And she said, ready to work? I don't want to go to work. But she was thinking in terms of going to actually like our jobs. So it's not that kind of work that we're speaking into. We're talking into going out into the harvest fields to reach the lost, to tell them about Jesus. Swing the sickle is the term that has captured our pastor's hearts out of the book of Joel. So we're going to go to Joel chapter 3, verses 13 to 14 today to look at swing the sickle, what that means about reaching the harvest. So here, before we read it, in Joel chapter 3, God is affirming to his people of Judah that he will restore them for what they had lost by giving them victory over the nations that had separated them and torn them apart. And God is calling the enemy nations to war because he wants to repay them for what they have done to his people. But even though he is a God of justice, even though it can take time for God to bring justice to those things that happen to the people of God, we can see that He's still a God of mercy who wants to reach and save all of those who are willing to repent and to turn to Him. So let's go to verse 13. To the people of God, He says, Swing the sickle. Everyone say, Swing the sickle. For the harvest is ripe. So the harvest, it's, it's ready. Come, trample the grapes, for the winepress is full and the vats overflow. So great is their wickedness. But still multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. 
So even in times of wickedness, there are still multitudes of people in that valley of decision. Am I going to go this way or, or do I want to go this way? And we are called to reach them. For the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. In the valley of decision. So swing the sickle. Who out there knows what a sickle is? Not every hand, and I had to look it up just to make sure. Because a sickle is not something that we often see in the city of Canberra. It would be rare to see one for sale in the shops if you went to Woolies or, or just down to Tuggerong. You know, a sickle is, it's like a short-handled, um, um, like a blade, like a curved blade that's used for gathering crops and, and cutting grass. And it's evolved over centuries and centuries. It's been around for thousands of years. And I was considering trying to find one so I could uh, work it into a prop for today. But uh, I thought to myself, well, I'm probably going to spend like 10 hours trying to find one. And then I thought also if a child got onto it and ran around with a de deadly weapon, it might not end well. So I thought I would just drop that, that, um, that idea. But, you know, a, a sickle, it's an uh, uh, unfamiliar object to us. But in, in the times of the Bible, you have to remember, it was a common tool that was often mentioned. And in the Bible, the, sick, the sickle was often used as a metaphor for many different things. Uh, it can be used as a metaphor to talk about judgment. So particularly in the book of Revelations, it mentions a sickle harvesting the earth, and it's quite an intense passage. Uh, it can also be used as a metaphor to talk about reaping or harvesting or collecting. And so this month, as we gather around this phrase, swing the sickle, we're talking about collecting gathering, reaching, all of those people out there that are in that valley of decision that are ready to give their lives to Christ or, or to hear the truth and the story about the gospel. And, you know, I guess it's time as a church, and it's always good that we are reminded to go out and to swing the sickle into the harvest fields. So to put verse 13 into probably a more um, modern or Canberra culture, it'd be like saying, um, start up the lawnmower because the grass is ready to be collected. That's kind of what, what it's saying. And I mowed my lawn yesterday, so that's why I thought of it. But hey, don't get me wrong. The sickle is, is still used in this day and age, but, but it's mainly, particularly in Australia, been replaced by things such as tractors. Because let's be honest, who would use a sickle to harvest a big field if you can afford to use a tractor? You know, I'm, I'm all for the tractor because this day and age, we just love things to be easy. We want things to be quick and we want things to be simple. Uh, people are always constantly inventing new ways to do things quicker or make things more convenient. And that's like the secret to be, I guess, an entrepreneur. If you want to invent a product, invent something that will make things easier for people, make things simpler for people, and people will buy it. You know, and, and I experienced this in my trade as well. But um, I mean, for example, who? is glad we live in the day and age of a dishwasher? Oh, how good are dishwashers? You know, you don't realize how good something was till you don't have it anymore. Um, whenever we do kitchen renovations, I'm a plumber, um, which most of you probably know because I always just talk about it from the stage. But um, whenever um, a kitchen's been disconnected and two weeks later I'm going back there, the first thing they always say is, oh, I can't wait to have my dishwasher back because it's easy, it's fast, it's convenient. And I guess in my trade, as an example, uh, when I started working for my father, 
father as a first-year apprentice. My dad's pretty old school still in the way that he does plumbing. Um, so when we would like fix a copper water pipe or cut in a new connection, I'm trying to speak just in simple terms, you know, we'd have to, he used the oxyacetylene torch when we welded. So we'd have to go to the, um, the van, open the bottles up, pull out all the leads, take it over to where you're going to fix the pipe, cut the pipe, you had to clean it up, get all the water out of the pipe because you can't weld when water's in the pipe, put the flux on, put the fitting on, then you've got to start up the torch, you've got to heat it so it's red hot, making sure you don't burn anything in the roof or under the house, wherever you are, then you've got to add the solder, then you solder the joint, you've got to cool it down, and then you test it. And that's how we would install like a connection point. But now, everyone say, but now. But now things are easier. See, now that I work for myself, I went out and I bought this awesome tool. So I, can I show you my awesome tool? <laughs> and so, so now, now these days, things are easier and simple. What I have to do is just load up this tool, super easy, and I cut my pipe and I push this in. And this is going to be a church first, maybe all across the world. A live crimp on stage. Who wants to see a live crimp on stage? It's really difficult, you see, my job. You just got to put this on there and press this red button and... And done. It's done. How, e how easy is that? Now, I thought I've got one more bit of copper here. Who here has always just wanted to be a plumber and wants to do a live crimp on stage? Anyone out there? Ken, I think you want to be, you want to be a plumber, didn't you? And you're a lawyer, so if you hurt yourself, I'm hoping you'll be gracious enough not to sue me. So you're going to... This red button. Do not touch the red button yet. Right. Nope. Open up the claws, put it on your fitting, and crimp. But you can do it from the start. Where's this pipe? So you're about to be a plumber, Ken, what you've always wanted to be. Push it in. Keep your fingers out of the way. Open up the jaws. Go for it, Ken. Here we go. Hey! There we go. Well done. Well done. Thank you, Ken. Well, you've always wanted to be a plumber. Now, who's wondering where am I going with this? Ethan, yep, a couple of you. In the world, whilst practically things are getting simpler, spiritually things are getting more complicated. So whilst practically things are getting easier, spiritually, things are getting more complicated. Now, I know Hebrews 13 verse 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So God isn't changing. But I'm talking about how this day and age, it is getting harder for people to be more open to receive the gospel. People are more closed off than, than they have been in a long time to the story about Jesus, to the gospel. Spiritually, things are getting harder. It's getting harder to evangelize our faith. You know, sometimes we're not even allowed to talk about our faith at work or in certain parts. Spiritually, things are getting harder. We are in a new day of spiritual war. Now, as a church, it's always been in a spiritual war. It's, it's the most important war in history, the war for people's souls, the war for people's eternities. Wars have to be fought for. It happens. It's in the Bible. It's okay. But this is the greatest war you'll ever have in your life, the war for your soul and the war for people's soul. 
and the world is changing very fast. I mean, the culture of Australia is moving further and further away from the Word of God and Christian values. Have you noticed? Because now it's becoming old. It's old school. school. We, don't, we don't use the sickle anymore. You know, we, we use tractors now. We don't look at the Bible anymore. It's out of date. It's irrelevant. That's the voice of the world. And this is the war that, that we are in, the war to stay true to the Word of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ. I mean, anything that is linked to religion or God is starting to come under attack and it's trying to be silenced. We look at the Christian definition of marriage, gender identity. Christmas is under attack. They want to change Christmas to mean something else. Easter is under attack. Can we talk about real issues today? Standing strong on your values and beliefs. I mean, you look at someone like Margaret Court, Australia's most successful tennis player. She is potentially going to lose her name on the stadium that was named after her in her honour because she is a Christian and she's standing to values. You look at Israel Folau, whether we agree the way he did it or not, he is still being um, under heavy persecution in this day and age. The media is, is hammering the church in whatever way they can, whether it's Hillsong or C3 or whatever it is. I'll give you a recent example. As of this week, I read that as of 2020, there will be no more chaplains allowed to be employed in public schools in the ACT. In a time where, where children are struggling and, and anxiety and depression and suicide is at a high, they are removing God out of schools. Because, because the ACT education minister said this, all we're doing is taking the religion out of it. And his statement is 100% true. The world wants to take God out of schools. The world wants to take God out of the streets. The world wants to take God out of the workplace. The world wants to take God out of Christians. But we all need to stand strong in Christ because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. We are called to reach the harvest and to be strong. And I'm not trying to get political in here. I'm just trying to highlight real issues and real challenges because in this church, we're going to talk real. That's what we are. We're going to have genuine conversation because the last thing that you want when going into battle is ignorance as to what you're coming up against. We are in a war, a war for people's souls, a war for people's eternities. And you know, it, it doesn't matter what change happens out there. The reality is that the Bible, it still has to be that thing that we put our values on, our beliefs in, because the Great Commission has never changed. It, hasn't, it, won't, it didn't change a thousand years ago. It's been around a hundred years ago. It was in the year 2000, 2010. It's going to be the same in 2020, 30, 40, 50, 60. Jesus said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And so no matter in this day and age, whatever culture opposes the word of God, we have to swing the sickle for the harvest is ripe. Come trample the grapes for the wine press is full and the vats overflow 
Great is their wickedness, but still multitudes, multitudes in this valley of decision. And, and I'm not trying to bring worry or to bring fear about what the future holds for Christians or the church. But in a sense, I'm just trying to make you think about it, be more aware, maybe fire up a little bit on the inside so that we're going to have to be strong and bold going into the next decade. Because come on, let's, have you realized that we're about to enter into a new decade? In like less than two months' time, we're starting the 20s. How crazy is that? Doesn't life go quick? And lots happens in 10 years. Things change quickly. Challenges, change happens very fast. Uh, Let's look at how much change has happened just in the last decade. And let's use technology as an example because we've talked about some political changes. Let's, um, Let's look at technology. Like, for example, phones now. How much has a phone changed in just 10 years? 10 small, quick years. I was at my um, stepbrother's house like a month and a bit ago, and he has a new iPhone. And the new iPhone apparently is like fully waterproof. And I was like, no, it's not. That's impossible. And he just threw his phone into the kitchen sink and just turned the tap on, and I was running the tap all over the phone. And it's like, look how much phones have changed in just 10 years. Um, Drones, we now have just drones that fly around everywhere. You know, they went around 10 years ago. That You can just go to the shop and buy a drone and just fly it around. Um, Electric cars. Oh, how cool. I love looking at, I see so many Teslas driving around out there because I want one, so now I notice them. Um, but like, how, how much has technology changed? In just 10 years, the first electric car w- was put out there, and now they're starting to just come through the world because change happens quickly. A pay wave, how easy is it to pay for something now? You just, beep, done. You know, on your phone, beep done. You know, change happens quick. Um, I'll show you another thing that can change very quickly. Can we put up that first photo? (laughs) So that was me 10 years ago, my eyebrow piercing and my golden locks. Who knows that things change very quickly in 10 years? Thank God things change in 10 years. Um, One more, one more photo. Oh, my beautiful wife. Fringe of the year, 2010. (laughs) Things change very quickly. The world changes a lot in 10 years. Going into the harvest field is becoming more challenging. But you know what else changes in 10 years? You do. You change in 10 years. God grows you as we constantly seek Him. God takes us from glory to glory. We're ready for this. We're ready for change. He's making us stronger. He's taking us deeper in Him. As long as we seek Him, remain in His house, be in a connect group, no matter what is going to come against us in the next decade, God's going to help us to stand strong and to get through it. Because the faith that you had in this decade may not be enough may not be big enough to get you through what's coming against you in the next decade. We can't keep living on old faith, on old revelation, on on old things that we've learned. We need to continue to get into the Word of God, get into new power, because God wants to help us. It's not just about surviving in the next decade. It's about thriving in it. I don't want to just survive as a Christian out there. I want to thrive in there. And the way that we do that is by staying connected with God in His Word and getting into new power. Are you ready for what the next decade may bring against the church?
Is your faith ready for what the next decade might bring against you in the next decade? Are you ready for the persecution that you may face at work, at school, at home? Because we are still called to not, not be quiet and to sit back. We are still called to go out into the harvest field and to spread the news about Jesus Christ. And we cannot be intimidated. We cannot sit back and be silent because there are people out there in the valley of decision, multitudes and multitudes that we are called to reach. You know, I just want to have the passion, the commitment, the hunger to still swing the sickle the old way, swing the sickle, have a conversation with people, you know, come to church, be in a connect group, you know, read the Bible, swing the sickle. I know it, it, it might be considered old, but it's not. It's alive, it's new, it's, it's still powerful, even in the face of the persecution we may face. Hey, I was up at um, National Conference about oh, in September this year, and there's always, I find when I go to a conference, there's always one or, or maybe two things that you'll take from it. You know, and the same thing can be with church. You can come to church and, and your moment with God might have been in worship today, and that's cool. Take that. If that's impacted you, that's powerful. That's awesome. My moment at National Conference was when Phil Pringle was talking about being bold. And, and he said something to Pastor John and Danielle Pierce. He looked at them because they've taken on more responsibility now, uh, C3 Global. And he said, be bold, be strong. Because he was saying that Phil, he, he feels that the people that went before him were looking at him saying, be bold, be strong. And he looked at, at the congregation, which was full of leaders, and he said, be bold, be strong. And, and it's something got in me a bit. And, and I want to almost pass that on to you, is that be bold and be strong. Going into this next decade, be bold, be strong. Zach, be bold, be strong. Christy, be bold, be strong. Beck, be bold, be strong. Going into this next decade to reach the lost. Andrew, be bold, be strong. Ellie, be bold. And be strong. There will be persecution to all of us. Be bold. Nat, be bold. Be strong. Parents, be bold and be strong. Connect group leaders, be bold. Be strong. If you're a teacher, be bold. Be strong. If you preach the word, be bold. Be strong. You know, in your workplaces, public servants and tradesmen and nurses, be bold and be strong. C3 Monash, be bold and be strong. Because 2020, the next decade, it's going to bring challenges, but we're ready for it. We're bold and we're strong. The gospel, it has to be preached. The Great Commission, it still exists. The harvest is out there. It's plentiful. It's ready. There are multitudes in the valley of decision. And to reach them, you have to be bold and you have to be strong. Be bold, be strong. Peter, Peter was by no means the perfect Christian. He was by no means the, uh, the, 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 like a perfect follower and disciple of Jesus Christ. But he, he denied Jesus at times. He, he made mistakes. He said stupid things. You know, but, but still, Scripture says, 
Jesus says, on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail because Peter was bold and he was strong. C3 Monash, will you be bold and strong as we finish this year and start a new decade? Something to think about as a New Year's resolution for next year. Am I gonna be bold and strong in my faith this year? Am I gonna stick to my values? Am I gonna be bold and strong? Am I gonna stay in the Word of God and be bold and strong in what it says? Will we still swing the sickle? Swing the sickle. There's always a harvest that God is ready to reach. You know, some people will say no. That's fine. Swing the sickle somewhere else. And some may say yes, some may say no. Swing the sickle again. Put it out there. And then go back to those people that said no and swing the sickle again. Swing it again. And then keep going around to work, home, wherever it is. Swing that sickle. Reach people for Christ. Tell them about what He has done. Tell them about His love and acceptance. I just feel that's where God is ministering through the word here today. It's just being bold and being strong. And so I just wanted to finish this message today by just praying for all of you out there who maybe, maybe right now you have a moment of like, yeah, I want to be bold and strong as this year finishes and going into a new decade. If that's you, I just want to ask you, why don't you just stand to your feet right now? I just want to pray for you. If that's you, I want to be bold and I want to be strong just like Jesus was. Jesus was so bold, so strong. Not even just the image of Him dying on the cross was enough to waver Him. He saw it. He knew what was going to happen, but He was still bold and strong. He never gave up because He wanted to reach the harvest fields. And He's reached you and I. Maybe you haven't met Him yet. In a moment after I pray for these people, I'm going to give you an opportunity to give your life to Christ. But as a congregation, just as Jesus was bold and strong, let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Jesus, that all power comes from you. God, our confidence, our faith, our hope, it all is in you. Lord God, I pray that as a church, as individuals, as connect group leaders, whatever we do, God, I pray that as we go into this new decade, Lord God, you will anoint us right now with faith. God, you'll give us the spirit of boldness. God, the spirit of being strong in you. God, we don't want to sit back. God, we don't want to be manipulated and intimidated, God, by the world. We want to be bold and strong for Christ. We want a new fire in the inside of us to want to reach the lost, to spread the gospel. God, I pray you'll help every single person in this place to be strong against persecution. No matter what people say against them, Lord God, or do to them, God, um, or try and manipulate them with, God, I pray there'll be a strength on the inside that'll help us to stay true to what you say, to what you've called us to do. Right now, God, I impart that, God, into every person here to be bold and to be strong. Reach the harvest field. Be bold and be strong. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Come on, amen. Let's thank God for that. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's message. If you have any prayer needs, email prayer at c3monash.org.au or connect with us online.